Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold. Today, I've got my friend Todd Mulliken in studio. Todd, are you still going at toddmulliken.com? Is that still the place to go? <laughs> That's correct. Is that? Yes. Yeah, that, that website that has you at it is <laughs> toddmulliken.com, so yes. yes. M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N. Todd is a professor, a marriage and family counselor, an author, and is a regular guest on the show. I'm always glad to have him on. So, Todd, we're going to talk about uh, a mindset today and how a mindset really matters in our relationship with our loved ones. really does. It does. So, may I read a definition of mindset? <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, yeah. I, I, did, no, I, I, I did actual show prep. Okay. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Uh, definition of mindset. A habitual or characteristic mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. There you go. I like it. What words come out to you there? For me, it's habitual. So it's habit forming. It's the groove. It's it's the, it's the lane you stay in. What's your mindset toward? Is it? Do you have a positive outlook? Do you have a good mental attitude? Uh, what are your beliefs and feelings? Your values and dispositions. Mm. That all makes up the mindset, right? Yeah. And I've seen anywhere from just slow transformative moves for couples that adopt that to like really like intense change in a good way more quickly kinds of moves. So, because I think most of us park in the mindset when we think about the person, we have a vulnerability, I think, to think about maybe something that isn't going well in it mm-hmm. and maybe just to park there a little bit longer and than we would naturally with what we're for with that person. So, Todd, might this be a mindset? I am just terrible at relationships. Yeah, that's a, we would call a fixed mindset that yep. we're not for. Right? Yeah, and a, and a growth mindset would be, I've made mistakes in relationships, but I think I can do better. Yeah, yeah. And our narrative in there is so important, isn't it? What is, what are we listening to? What message are we listening to? How are we... Relying on the Holy Spirit to guide us in that, and it's it's I've seen it be a big thing because part of when we think of making transformative moves in our relationships to grow them, to make them a little bit better, or to provide healing in a difficult marriage, or moving from just a healthy marriage to something that really feels even better, we're grateful for that in God. Part of that is just that mindset shift and adopting that mm-hmm. uh, because it's much easier to dwell on the other. You know, you think of uh, what comes to my mind just off the top of my head is Philippians 2, you know, having that attitude that it is, that is of, uh, in Christ Jesus, you know, being for the other. And uh, it, I think a lot of times we're taught to, to watch out for that because 
uh, we have been hurt in situations. So my wife and I have been married 34 years, so we certainly have had moments where we've hurt each other or said hurtful things to each other or have had difficult patterns like all couples do, right? And so it doesn't mean you're forgetting that, but it means you're not defined by that. It's not where your mindset lands. Your mindset lands even further. I think, Bill, the mindset I try to have people do is, are you recognizing this person who, who God has on your heart you know, that cousin, that friend, that spouse, uh, do you see them in the story that they've had? Do you see them in their story? This sounds, I'm not trying to make this sound like um, hyper-spiritual, but like, you know, as Jesus sees us, are we seeing that person mm, for their story? Okay. We know their brokenness. We know their struggles. We, we know their story and we have our own story. And so it doesn't mean we... Um, allow hurtful behavior to continue and let it go. It just means we see the story and that helps our mindset get to a place more of a, a mindset that we know we're enough in Christ to provide a walking alongside, provide seeing their best, provide sharing in difficult moments. I had a friend tell me last week, Bill, a relationship with his brother he's had for a long, long time and it's been strained. And his brother was going through something difficult with uh, their spouse. And uh, this friend of mine visited him. And, uh, you know, this friend of mine kind of went a little bit too preachy too quick. And this guy really snapped at him quick and said, you've been doing that our whole relationship. Mm. And how dare you do that? And my friend said, you know, I I feel like the Holy Spirit just talked to me because I didn't defend that. (laughs) I didn't. Um, push back at that right away. I just let that land and say, golly, I'm so sorry. Uh, And the brother paused and said, thank you. And then they talked more. And my friend, he was great. He was really honest about it. He said, you know, it was good. But then I started getting a little bit too clinical. Well, how did that feel when I said that to you? And his brother, there you go yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then my friend laughed at that and said, oh, yeah, I got it. I yeah. got gotcha. you. You know what I mean? Just being able to, you know, let his brother share something that was really hard versus like, you know, well, why don't you look in your own mirror? Or like, well, that wasn't my intention to do that. So, so, but my friend had said he had had a mindset, if you will, going into that situation, that if case something took place, uh, he was going to try to be prepared to just be at his best in Jesus in case something happened. And that's what I talk about a lot is to try to have a proactive mindset. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if he would have had a natural mindset, gal, I'm going in and going to see my brother who's going through a tough time, but we've had a really difficult relationship. I've got a lot of stress in my own life or whatever. Yeah, and, you know, God, give me the strength, but I, you know, and thinking of many other things, and they're just sitting there and talking, all of a sudden that, boom, he, you know, his brother says that right away, and then boom, he reacts like he mm-hmm. would have the last 35 years. That makes sense? And yeah. so, oh, yeah. because it's more of a reactive mindset. And I think as couples, as families, we can get into that. We don't see much uh, healing because we just get into that typical pattern of frustration. And then we get in, you know, every couple or family has a pattern or two that's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hard to get through. So I really find that proactively through prayer, through ongoing, giving that to God kind of mindset ahead of time, it can really be just at least give us a chance in the moment to make a healthier choice that's more God-honoring. Mm-hmm. First name Todd, last name Mulliken is my guest. We're talking about mindsets today. 
to get things started. We'll probably touch on another subject or two along the way because Todd is that versatile. But Todd, when we uh, think of mindset, it's going to play a, a significant role in determining a lot of life's outcomes, isn't it? It is. And we have to first understand our mindset in order to adjust or change it. So how do we understand it? It's like asking a fish about water. What's water, right? Because <laughs> if my mindset is what it is, how am I going to, who's going to break through to say, yeah. do you know how negative you are? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call, right? Like, do we just figure that out on our own? <laughs> so Probably not, right? Right. So if when, that's just a great question because I think most of the time when we're left alone in that, we, at least I know, I'll go to a hurt mindset or maybe self-protect or where we go, ah, you know, what, what's wrong with that person that they're doing that to me? And I find myself saying a lot of this time to, to clients, like, be less defined by what somebody's doing to you and more defined by who you're becoming. So in that spirit, I'm more defined by who I'm becoming, but in who I'm becoming, am I continuing to you know, ask myself that question about what is my mindset, right? Or am I, and do, and do I have a friend that can help me with that? Or do I have a wise counselor or do, can I talk to my spouse about that if I'm married? Or do I have a sibling that I trust with that, that I could share? Hey, what do you see in me? Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's a great question, Bill. Yeah. And what about your mindset? If it stays focused on intentions, my intention is to be connected to you. My intention is to be for you. Mm-hmm. Not to fight you, but to be for you. We're on, on, on a team together. Yep. So if I stay focused on my intentions and not any negative thoughts I might have, it seems like it would be more productive. And when you go there, when you focus on your intention, then I would tell people, when you focus on your intention, be more defined by that intention versus how it goes. Say more about that, Tom. Well, like with that friend of mine, right? His intention going in was this, you right. know, X. Well, they didn't have a party, you know, his brother <laughs> lit him up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so he could, he didn't revert back. He didn't, he wasn't defined by how it went. He was defined by the intention he had coming into it, the mindset he had coming into it. Mm-hmm. And that was a game changer for him. It helped him make a transformative Christ-like presence. And his brother isn't a believer, <clears throat> which is the other thing. You know, you, you're always been this way. You're condescending. You're this, that, or the other thing, whatever. But it's more of a, a shift, you know. So his shift of knowing... Uh, what I would call kind of a confident humility mindset was really helpful for him. He was able to receive something harsh and not go, you've heard me say, speak without offending, listen without defending. He was able to be, boom, not defensive, not reactive. That was, that allowed them to have more conversations that went up and down, but at the end of it, it was a win. It was a kingdom mover. It was a opportunity, you know, as we think of show and tell, he just showed Jesus to this brother. Mm Mm-hmm. I think everyone should have that floating around in the back of their mind, Todd. Speak without being offensive and listen without being defensive. Pretty good mindset to have, especially as you go into delicate situations, right? I mean, that should be on a piece of wood written (laughs) and then put in the kitchen somewhere, right? (laughs) I mean, speak without being offensive and listen Mm. without being defensive. I think you'll end up with a lot more resiliency in relationships if you do it that way. Yeah, the conversation will continue versus end abruptly. <laughs> well, and, it's, and, and what 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 my friend did, Bill, as you said so well, he was very disarming in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right, really disarmed his brother's pain yep. that he's had towards him and the pain he's going through in his own life. It disarmed mm-hmm. him for at least for a moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and they're able to play in the sandbox a little bit emotionally, and 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 that was helpful. Yeah, your mindset. How is it? Is it positive, negative? 
of do you need to change it a little bit? How do you work on it? That's the topic today with Todd Mulliken. You can learn more about him. If that website's still around, Todd, is it toddmulliken.com? I always, I always forget. <laughs> it is. What, what's, what's it, what is it again? T-O-D-D-M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. That's your name, isn't it? It is. Very okay. creative. Yeah, yeah it is. Right, I love it. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> love for you to share your story about why you love Faith Radio and what has Faith Radio changed the way you think about something or even how you live. We want to hear from you. Your story can encourage others and glorify God. Share what you love about Faith Radio by calling 877-933-2484 and leaving a message today. I'm back with Todd Mulliken, who is a marriage and family counselor. He is a author, a professor. He's a hockey fan. He is a husband, a dad, all around great guy. We're talking today about the mindset. Todd, I got a quick story. Do you have time for a quick story? Yeah, please. Yeah. A friend of mine who did a lot of work in youth ministry, uh, lived in a very small town, and there was a, a girl in his in his youth group that had an alcoholic father who was kind of emotionally abusive, borderline, almost physically abusive. And she often came to his house Mm. as a place of refuge because she had, um, he had a daughter Mm. her age. So they were friends and he was very aware of her home life. And this guy uh, lay carpet for a living. Okay. And so my my friend decides that it's time to recarpet the basement. And so he goes about ordering the carpet, it comes in. And the carpet people say, it's going to be three months before, two months before we get someone to come out and do it. Mm. But there was that one guy who laid carpet, who is the alcoholic father of the daughter, right? Mm. And he's like agreeing with his wife, okay, we'll do it, but I'm going to watch him like a hawk. And if he gives me one thing that is, uh, you know, not above board. I'm going to let him have it, kind of thing. He's got his, you know, his dukes up, right? He's ready. Yeah. So the guy comes over. Uh, he's late getting started, but he works a hard all day. And he said, at the end of the day, he said, um, "I just want to let you know how much I appreciate um, what you've done with taking care of my daughter at times when I have failed her." Oh my! So um, I just want you to know how much it's meant to me. And he hands him the bill, and it said, "Paid in full" on it. Wow. How did your friend, how did that land for your friend? What did he? It, it, it just crushed him. It was yeah. the most beautiful thing because his mindset was, I am not going to let this guy go. You know, he's not going to get an inch on me, right? Mm. Wow. Yeah. We have a lot of those situations, don't, don't we? I don't or... trust him. I don't, you know, I got to yeah. watch him like a hawk. And if he tries to pull one thing on me, I'm going to let him have it. That was mm. his mindset going in. And maybe nothing wrong with that, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense how we got there. Yeah. But I always thought, uh, wow, what a turnaround. Wow. Wow. Should we go to break again? <laughs> that was so good. Well, it, it makes me think about how often we expect the worst and don't give ourselves an opportunity to see what could happen. 
And, you know, your friend offering that position or that opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. What do you think that mindset was like for him doing that? I mean, it was very hard. Yeah. He, he was not for yeah. it. As a matter of fact, right. he was willing to wait a, a couple extra months <laughs> couple for extra somebody months. else to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But they had family coming and he just wanted, you know, the wife, his wife said, let's just get it done. Let's just get him to do it. You know, I don't know if this makes sense, but like when you're with somebody that's pretty difficult like that and they have a pattern that's hurtful and difficult, so we have to have good boundaries there, right, right. to maybe mm-hmm. develop a mindset like your friend has. But we know the truth is that person, this man has a story too, right? Oh, and, right. And by offering something that's healthy and uh, trust-building and an opportunity, it maybe gives that chan- that person a chance to, to, to make a good choice and to be grateful, which he was. Because mm-hmm. I think the tendency of the friend, or for me, would be is like, well, this... You know, I'm going to watch out and have my boundaries up, right. which is good. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not expecting anything good to happen at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Todd, let's talk about the mindset in terms of reframing the narratives you might have about your spouse or significant other. Yeah. So a lot of times when I'm seeing a couple early on, I'm asking them, you know, what are your thoughts about, you know, here's a couple areas they want to work on. What are your thoughts about this situation? And the narrative they have in their mind is very much against the other, right? Uh, This is what this person has done to me. Okay. I think when I get, or you get a hurt mindset, you know, somebody who you love or care for has hurt you or has a pattern of behavior that's frustrating, it's easy to develop mistrust for that person, easy to maybe not even trust their intention, easy to build a little bit of a resentment bank against them in this area, easy to put on a Pharisee robe about, you know, and throwing stones at them in that area versus trying to say, well, I wonder what's going on that's making them vulnerable to do that. So reframing the narrative means, first of all, me looking at myself and saying, what's hooking me into it? How do I stay honest about that and say, I, like that friend, yeah, I'm hooked in because of this person's behavior pattern, which I get, so I'm going to set a boundary, but I'm going to give him an, opp- give him an opportunity. So reframe, your friend was kind of reframing the narrative a little bit. Mm-hmm. You gave that person a chance versus I'm going to hang on to this narrative and just work on boundary central only. And so when we reframe the narrative, especially with you know uh, a spouse or a friend or a significant other, it gives us the best chance to be Christ-like with each other and to have more of those moments your friend has, right? So uh, when I have a narrative towards my spouse that thinking like when I leave here today, if I think about the three things I love most about my spouse, it's likely to create a, a better evening. If I leave here and think about the three things that drive me crazy most about my spouse, it's likely to produce an evening that's less fruitful mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. So if I can reframe the narrative and say, well, here's what I'm for with these three things that are amazing, and here's the three things that I, I struggle with that we've talked about, or I really have you know, just not handled well myself or something or holding it against that person, uh, if I don't reframe that narrative and, and say, let me choose to believe the best, not because I'm dumb, stupid, and naive, but because I've been held and accepted by Christ and the Holy Spirit indwells me. So he's going to be a comforter, a soother, a protector, a wise counselor to me. Uh, and so when we can reframe with that narrative, we're going to produce more fruit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Todd, I, I really like that you're going to make a choice when you leave the studio today, driving home, having positive thoughts about your wife. You're going to put your mindset in the in a positive place, and I hope she does the same. 
Right. What if she's going the other direction? Yeah, we have no control over that, right? No, obviously not. But right. you get home and you think, here, I am in a good mood, and you walk in and she she's not in a good mood. Yeah. And you go, oh, Or one oh. of the three things that I struggle with the most, boom, right there. Triggered. Right. Yeah. Triggered. So then we go back to what you said to start the sec- this, this segment, and that is... What are my or what are my intentions? Mm-hmm. My intentions are really good coming forward. So am I more defined by the intention I had, or more defined by what she's doing to me? Right? <laughs> and so it doesn't yeah. mean I go, oh, wasn't this wonderful that that happened? No, I'm going to confront it and share it. But if I come in with a mindset like, hey, let's go, and then I get because sometimes what happens with people's, I'm, I'm going to raise my expectation and do my part well, but at the same time they're raising the expectation for the other. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to do my part, but woo, I really expect them to do their part for who? If they don't, mm-hmm. then it wasn't worth it doing. Versus like it was really good to come forward with a healthy mindset uh, that we'd want to have in Christ. And then if behavior happens that wasn't what we expected, we're going to have more mercy for it. We'll confront and say, ouch, or whatever we need to say or, or deal with it. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're in denial about it. But it's less, it, 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 it's less weighty because we our mindset towards the situation is healthier. It's wiser. <clears throat> and I... <laughs> Uh, randomly, I was teaching a social psych class today, one of, one of my classes, and it was interesting. We were talking about aggression, and they were talking about how do we reduce aggression. And they were talking about this retaliation therapy that's out there where you kind of get the anger out, and you get the anger out, get the anger out, then eventually you feel better. And research is showing that it really doesn't work. That, you know, when you get the anger, you know, it's like, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? How do you get successful enough to get to Carnegie Hall? Well, it's practice, practice, practice. And when you practice anger, practice anger, practice anger, uh, guess what? You know, your mindset's going to continue that way. So yeah. there's something in the short term about releasing anger to the Lord or, or, you know, for sure, letting it go and releasing it out, of course. But it's different than if we continue with this mindset pattern of against, against, here they go again, here's what they're doing to me again, again and again and again. And when we do that, we really create more resentment and uh, so when I talk about reframing the narrative, it's about coming forth with our intentions that are healthy and Christ-like. And that's always the best posture to come forward with. Todd, it sounds like what you practice is going to be your default. Right. And if, you're, if you practice being a little irritated and agitated and triggered, short-tempered, that's going to be your default. I'm guessing. I'm not the paid professional here. Well, you're right, and that's that's what we notice. And I even feel like in some therapeutic circles, we can spend too much time on that thing only that this person is doing mm-hmm. uh, versus this is what they're doing, here's my boundary about that, and here's the three other things that are actually going well. And uh, in most cases, it's a really good idea to have a mindset that way that's, mm-hmm. that's healthy and it's more defined by the good than, than the hurtful stuff for Todd, scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is self-dialogue reinforcing our most intimate beliefs? Is that important in mindset? I think it is. And you and I, you know, we have the forgotten God a lot of times, the Holy Spirit, just to be the person we are listening to and walking alongside and having dialogue with about all this stuff and just helping our mindset uh, be one more of a wise counselor and advocate. Mm-hmm. Great topic, Todd. Uh, we're going to take a little break, but when we return, Todd, I believe, will still be here, and we're going to talk about uh, mindset, how important it is, how essential it can be to have good outcomes in all areas of your relationships. Uh, so we're going to 
be absolutely willing to take a question if you have one for Todd, 877-933-2484. Again, practice gratitude. Um, Do you choose your words wisely? Do you understand how powerful your thoughts are? Because this would make up your mindset and having a really good mindset is important to having good, strong relationships. And Todd Mulliken is my guest today. We're talking about this very thing. Uh, And Todd, I know there's people that have a, a scarcity mindset. Like they, mm-hmm. they, and some people have an abundance mindset. There's all, m- mindsets are all over the board, aren't they? We see them all over. Yeah. And it really matters. It, it, yeah. It just, I see probably th- right now 35 to 40 people a week. And uh, honestly, the, when I say mindset matters, it, it, it sets in play just a freedom. Cause I think the other thing we remember as Christians, we're, we're the freedom we have in Christ to pursue this kind of a mindset. Cause we know we're loved and, and accepted and approved. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And just, it's huge. And so in the same way, what I try to do with couples or even difficult relationships is make a case for the marriage, not a case against the marriage. I found that to be a mindset, especially for couples that are really struggling. Mm-hmm. And are they making a case for the marriage in their mindset about the other, or are they making the case against the marriage? Maybe the mindset is, I'm jumping through one last hoop, but I'm out. Right. I'm going through whatever I'm being asked to do, even though I'm not going to be around. Yeah. That's I'm, horrible mindset. I'm home, but nobody home. That's right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So uh, this might be a silly question, Todd, but is, mm. is mindset a choice? I think it is. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think some of us are blessed, you know, with kind of temperament or dispositions that maybe are a little bit more positive naturally. And some of us have more challenges in that area, just, you know, biochemically. But also I think even in a difficult time, having a gentle mindset towards the other is, is just how we're wired and how we're made by God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing, Todd, we, we don't go through life thinking about what our mindset is very often. No. Does it come up at, at, at parties, dinner parties? Hey, what's your mindset? <laughs> Maybe I'm, with a bunch of clinicians, but well, know, right? yeah, yeah, maybe, but, but not. Yeah, you know, sometimes people will say, "My my mindset," or you know, "My attitude is," mm. and that's maybe another way of saying my mindset is. Yeah, yep, I agree. I, I think this idea of being really, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot in clinical circles is how to slow things down. You've heard me talk about that, and because I think when you were mentioning that question earlier at the top of the show about well, how do we even, you know if you will, challenge ourselves about what our mindset is. And I think as I work with people on slowing things down and bringing the Holy Spirit into that mindset, it's just a great way to bring some accountability to it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very freeing way to see the other with knowing they have a story and knowing their areas of struggle that we have too. 
it just creates, like my friend had there, more of a, a mutual invitation versus being defensive and saying, gotcha, there you go again. And um, I've worked with many couples recently where <clears throat> the other thing we do with mindset, Bill, is, is say, because most of the couples come in, you know, most of us have some good material against our spouse, right? Or we have a marriage book we're reading and we underline the spot of the areas for our spouse to work on. <laughs> versus our own, right? Mm -hmm. It's just easy to do. It's easy to kind of keep score and hold against and what have you done for me lately? And, you know, that's never usually a recipe for healing or restoring. So uh, when the mindset is shifted, uh, what they're both doing is both working on their own side of the street, I call it, and even working on maybe that area of brokenness that they brought into the marriage, because most of the time, an area that's a struggle in the marriage for myself or the other is usually something that I brought into the marriage. Now, maybe 30 years into the marriage, I've developed some other struggles with my partner, right? For mm -hmm. sure. But also, usually I brought something in. And when I can have a mindset that says, you know, I want to really kind of clean this area up or kind of give this more to God and just hear or see, seek some counseling about that. I'm even going to let my spouse in about that. Hey, you know, I think some of the reasons I'm taking stuff out on you is because of these two things from my story. It's not an excuse, but I got to work on that. That is a game changer for the couple. It's completely disarming. Say that again. So if I come towards my spouse with, like, you know, and actually my wife and I did this kind of our second year of marriage because we were spinning around with conflict stuff, and we finally took a break and said, you know, geez, you know, what are we doing? We got to work on our own part, right? And so I started looking at my own story and looking at a couple areas that were that needed to be worked on. And by doing that and then letting her in about what I'm working on versus taking it out on her, woo, that's yeah, just I like, see that now. Yeah. totally disarming. And when, there's, and when there's mutuality in that, look out. I mean, Satan's locked in the trunk. Mm. Got no room to move. Key thrown away. Right? Key, thank you for that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dumped into the ocean. <laughs> for sure. Because now we are, we're, we're got mutual Been vulnerability. Space. <laughs> so good. Oh, Sorry, Todd. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that increased vulnerability is like, it doesn't mean we're having a, doing a happy dance 24-7, but right. it sure beats the alternative. Mm -hmm. The alternative is we take out our stuff on the other. And I've recently have had, I've really worked on that with couples and seen a lot of improvement because both people are working on their side of the street. And when this one does, you don't see as nearly as much growth. Mm -hmm. The other one's got their arms folded emotionally, or they go, I'm not ready to do that. And because this person's done this to me, I'm not ready, mm -hmm. which I don't hold that against them, but that mindset matters. Todd, I know a lot of people just climbed in their car or got home, turned on the radio. So let me just give the mindset definition again, because I think it's good. A collection of beliefs and thoughts that make up the mental attitude, inclination, habit, or disposition that predetermines a person's interpretations and responses to events, circumstances, and situations. A new word stuck out to me there. Which, Pre predetermines. Which yeah. Right. Proactive, yeah. predetermined, sets mm -hmm. the table for yeah. going into it with that intentionality used earlier. Yeah. Right? What are my intentions? Yeah. And scripture talks about the renewing of our minds. All right. Romans 12, 1 and Romans 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Yep. Big so time. maybe we can look at our own inclinations or habits mm. as we examine our mindset. Yeah. Right? That's so good. Yeah. And I, 
I see it doing nothing but bringing uh, at at the worst, even if that friend of ours doesn't work on their side of the street, and we just do our part. Uh, it it helps us not be defined by what they're doing, but rather what we are becoming and who we're becoming. I find myself saying that a lot. Mm. Because a lot of times people are still defined by what happened to them versus who they are becoming. Yeah. And so when the mindset is that way, <laughs> and I know it it also helps me see others and the brokenness, which doesn't mean we're boundary free. doesn't mean we let people run over us with a truck emotionally. We have good, strong boundaries, a lot of truth, a lot of grace. But boy, it changes how I see humanity. Mm-hmm. It changes, gives me a better chance to take off my Pharisee robe. Big time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it's easy, at least I know for me, to kind of get, uh, be judge and jury over uh, people's difficulties or what they've done to me and what's the three things wrong with that human. And, <laughs> you know, this second cousin of mine's got these issues. And, oh, good for you, Todd. Right. Right. So what is the mindset? Is it more of a confident humility or is it more of a you know, kind of a mildly arrogant, you know? Yeah, as, long, as long as you're not talking about your third cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Todd, uh, if your mindset is just going to be a set of beliefs and it, it's going to shape how you see the world and how you make sense of the world and yourself, and you've got this stuff buried in your past that nobody hears about, you're going to leave it buried because you don't want to deal with it. I have to believe that's going to be affecting your mindset and hurting relationships. Yeah, because usually the stuff that's buried is stuff that didn't have a chance to be dealt with because the environment was unsafe. So what happens is usually that stuff comes back out when we feel we're in an environment that reminds us of the old environment. And then it shows up as a trigger and usually shows up in either a hyperarousal reaction that's ragey or turtle up reaction where we shut down for a month and for sure shows up with a negative alteration in our thinking and our mood, so our mindset gets stuck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but again, it kind of gets to what I said a few minutes earlier. Am I aware of some of those things? Because I get to be, and the Holy Spirit gets to groan on my behalf to the Father and understand the pain I've been through. And instead of me kind of carrying that generational stuff into my new life, um, I get to figure that out. So it doesn't uh, define who I'm becoming. And it's really kind of sweet when that generational shift, even if we just see it for a little shift like, yay, and then the next generation with one of our kids handles a little bit better than we did, yay. You know, there's shifts there, right? But it's only going to happen if I have a mindset of looking in my own mirror and the log in my eye versus the, or the plank in my eye versus, no, what's the, what's the bigger one? Plank or the log? No, plank or the speck, right? Yeah, the log big, or the speck, I think the sorry. plank is the bigger one. Yes, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> but you know, if you have a speck in your eye, it feels like a plank. Mm. You, know, you can have a little tiny speck mm. of dust and, and you're, you're completely crazy, right? Yeah. Can't get it out fast enough. That should be so enough to work. Does size out. matter at that point, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Todd. Let's try to do a little bit of uh, team coaching here with you being the only person on the team because <laughs> it's your job, right? Okay. Okay. Um, people are are listening, thinking, how do I have a mindset change as early as this evening, mm. tonight, where yeah. I'm feeling a certain way, I'm evaluating a person in a certain way, our problems or an event, and I'm feeling negative. So can we do a little bit of team coaching 
where we're saying tonight you can start with a little different mindset. Yeah. I'm not saying things are going to change. No. But you can equip yourself to be better prepared. Your friend did that by being aware of that person, uh, hurtful behavior, and he knew about that, but he decided to give this person a chance. He decided to believe the best about that person. Mm. At some level, didn't he? I mean, didn't he? What did he do? He's, well, he offered that, right? Well, he, I think, got a little bit pressured by his wife. Just oh. let's get the carpeting in oh. before the family okay. reunion. Not kind a of good, thing. not a good analogy, though. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, so he was defensive, mm. and he knew that he was probably not a good man, and he was just going to watch him like a hawk. Mm. And if he tried to pull anything, I was going to let him know right away. So his mindset didn't shift until after he, the friend came. But he went in with a defensive mi- mindset. Yeah. And Versus like a- you said, uh, everyone's got a story. Everyone's got issues. Everyone's got problems, right? Right. So here's an opportunity for a guy who is a professing born-again believer to maybe do some incredible healing and mentoring in a guy's life. Yeah. So on the way home for people, the takeaway would be is, am I thinking about, you know, the two or three things that I'm most grateful for for this person? Am I dwelling on that? Is that my mindset for them? Or am I still stuck in the area or two that I'm really frustrated by only? You know, what, what am, where's my focus? Where's mm-hmm. my mindset towards? Because we notice that with empathy and with gratitude and with forgiveness, when those are the mindsets we have and we come towards that human tonight that we're seeing yeah. with that mindset, we have a better chance of continuing to grow, continuing to heal. Right. But most of the time we're, we're in a self-protective mode and, yeah. and that will kind of recreate the self-protection in a way that's not helpful. So Todd, I mean, I know it's, we're just trying to have a little exercise here, but if, if there is a significant problem, maybe a little temporary mind shift isn't going to really help because right. the barking dog is this huge problem. That's not yep. going away. Yep. So maybe we're, are we asking people to do something that's not going to be very authentic? Yeah. I mean, what's the truth about the story, right? If the truth about the story is it's something that's really a, a loud barking dog emotionally, mm-hmm. right? And we have to, we're going home to that, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to, uh, we're not, we're not going to create a boundary if the barking isn't happening, Right. So we have a boundary if, if the, when the barking's happening, we create a boundary and we confront that and we share that. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to get at is that the mindset towards the other person knows I know their story about what's happened in their life and understand that. So I'm coming forth with mercy and understanding along with really good boundaries. So mm-hmm. the mindset still is knowing the other person and what I'm for with them in addition to their struggles. But of course, everything's on a continuum. So the coaching we do right now is going to be based on the person and the situation they're in. Okay. Todd Mulliken is my guest. We'll be right back with Todd in just a minute as we continue our discussion about mindset. You can learn more about Todd at toddmulliken, M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. Be right back. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting myfaithradio.com.
great story. Great story during the break about your friend Michaela. That was a great story. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. We are back with Todd Mulligan, and we are chatting about a mindset. A couple of questions have come in. Todd, uh, what do you do if you have anxiety dealing with people? Mm. Well, social anxiety is the second most common anxiety disorder in the world. Up to 15% of people will have that type of issue where you get a kind of a physiological reaction around social situations. So ideally, you know, and again, each case is different. Or for some folks, if it's a different people, like introverts sometimes struggle with anxiety when they're around somebody they don't know initially, right? So, but the reframing of that is a, is a good thing where if it's really intense social anxiety, it is about kind of breathing through that and having some spiritual practices ahead of time, of kind of praying over that and knowing that you're enough and what am I for with that person I'm seeing tonight and just kind of not feeling like I got to produce anything but just being present. And that takes away some of the fear, the worry, the rumination and the what if. But I just want to validate what that person's saying because it's a common issue. Mm-hmm. That's a common issue. Yeah. So ideally they're slowing down and knowing like, because I, I had a lot of that in my practice, Bill, where um, if you will, people that are quote unquote just introverted that don't have social anxiety but feel like what's wrong with me that I don't enjoy going to this huge high school with three thousand people and two thousand five hundred I don't know. Well, nothing's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are fine. You are wonderfully made in God's image, and you prefer quiet, mm-hmm. and that's okay. So you're going into a situation that's noisy, and so that's not your thing. But that's okay. You're enough, and don't be defined by the noise. But know that. You know, you have your first class or you're going to be talking to these three people and yeah. this is what my plan is. Because otherwise the noise can be what help, what really impacts somebody physiologically. Mm-hmm. There's another question, Todd, Todd Mulligan. How do you deal with betrayal? You can't make people do things they don't want to do. Yeah. So betrayal trauma is huge. And I think the mindset there is like... Uh, I have boundaries that protect me from being betrayed again. I'm not going to be defined by what that person did, but rather who I'm becoming. And so I have firm boundaries um, that protect myself from being betrayed again. And that, you know, each case is different. And, you know, what's the truth about this? the person that did the betraying? It sounds like, based on what the person, the you know, the caller, is, uh, the texter is saying, that the other person is not willing to change the behavior, right? So... The mindset there is a very strong mindset of self-protection, knowing the person and their story and their brokenness, but having a strong boundary that says they have to protect themselves from being betrayed again. And again, each case is different, but I work with like lots of affairs and betrayal trauma. And so the key there is this person's going to need to see a level of remorse and reassurance from that person that's betrayed them before they can um, feel safe to re-enter into a situation. They're going to need to see that. And if they don't, they stay with a healthy mindset, knowing the person and their story and what made them vulnerable to betraying, but having a strong boundary protecting themselves from being betrayed again. And that means different things to different people based on their life situation. Mm-hmm. All right. So the mindset in, in that particular situation, if you have anxiety or you know, you're thinking, well, I can't get anybody to do something that they don't want to do when people are either stubborn, stubborn or or you can't penetrate their their shell. They're just not open. They're just a steel ball. How do you get in? Yeah, and you may not be able to get in, yeah, right? But, you're, but how but sad you're, is that if you're yeah, in your you, 27th year of marriage? 
right? Correct. So again, if are we dealing with somebody that's uh, kind of shuts down under stress or somebody that's betrayed me? A different ball game, right? So my mindset about somebody that maybe shuts down under stress, I kind of see their story. I kind of get lit up too much under stress. We all got our stuff. My mindset is, hey, I'm going to be patient with this person who shuts down under stress. In fact, I maybe I've even triggered that they're shut down. That's a different ball game than somebody that's done betrayal or somebody that's actually stonewalling me and ho- holding things against me, right? So when when we get that sense like the other person is as we talked about aggressive behavior, if, uh, through passivity or through aggression, they are being aggressive, then our mindset is one of self-protection. I'm still going to do my part well <clears throat> by, you know, being lovingly detached and healthy and, you know, being respectful and cordial based on the situation. Um, but I'm not going to be defined by whether they change or not, right? I'm going to be more defined by who I'm becoming and the boundaries I'm setting. And again, What's the truth? If it's a 27-year marriage and they need to get help for that and one person wants to get help, the other person doesn't, that's really hard. You know, it's really hard. But I'll also invite the person who's doing the work to know that they're doing the work and that matters and that's enough for them. And they have to make some hard decisions based on that. But they are not going to be defined by the other person not changing because then they're carrying that weight and that's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a little bit of what can happen in the hurt mindset is – my life is defined by what the other person has done versus who I'm becoming. And uh, that's tricky and hard, but it's freeing in Christ to know who I'm becoming, uh, which may mean lots of different things in that for that marital situation, right? We, we don't know what's going to be the end of that story or the next part of that story. Only God knows. But I'm going to be assertive and strong and protect myself and be honest. Uh, and, you know, Romans 12, 9 says love must be sincere. So I'm going to be sincere and have a healthy mindset that way. Mm-hmm. But it, but otherwise, what ends up happening is I'm too defined by whether the other person gets it or not. And they may not ever get it, worst case scenario. Uh, and if they don't ever get it, that can lead to different issues and different choices. Mm-hmm. So a mindset is really a, a mental attitude. So if we're calling it even a, a, a mentality, that can be a, a good or bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think when we're talking about you know the mindset of, uh, right, Everything's on a continuum in this field. So the mindset in general for most situations that are acceptable and, and even difficult, the mindset still is going to be one, in my opinion, of being intentional and being healthy and being disarming and being confident in that humility. Okay? If there is a level, you know, of... Um, uh, you know, whether it's betrayal or abuse or something that's traumatic at any level, you know, the mindset is one of a healthy awareness of what's going on and setting really strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. Todd, I've been regularly closing my show with Philippians 4.8, and I think it applies really nicely to this oh, discussion. Whatever is true, that one? Whatever is true, whatever mm. is noble, whatever mm. is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. There's your mindset. There you go. Yeah. And that helps a couple of verses later where he says, whether I'm in plenty or in want, mm-hmm. I've learned to be content in all things. Yeah. But it's a daily discipline. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I thought I have to memorize this verse. And I want it to be a verse that I think about, recite, either out loud or in my head, at least once a day, if not more. And with that anxiety thing that you mentioned earlier, that caller mentioned? Yeah. Uh, that's... 
the that's the what is true part. You know, verse eight is the, here's what is true about who I am and what I'm for, mm-hmm. and I get to think on those things. I'm not saying I've got this down by any means. Yeah, join, you know, you, join the club. You take a flawed guy like me, mm-hmm. and you think about what is excellent or praiseworthy. My mind doesn't always go there. It's it's a discipline to take it to that place. Habitual, right? Regular practices. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a practice. You have to say over time. I hope this improves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Gal, that rhythm is important, isn't it? That we're learning a lot about you know the idea of rhythms and routines, and in our spiritual practices, mm-hmm. including prayer. That's huge. I like it. I love that. Yeah, Todd. for eight. Yeah, good discussion on mindset. I, I think we could continue this because it's so good. But next time, uh, we'll, we've got other topics to discuss. Sounds you always, good. You always have interesting things to talk about. And you can learn more about Todd at his website where you can, uh, you can learn about his books and everything else he does. Todd Mulliken, M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. Todd Mulliken.com. So, Todd... Uh, we will see you again, hopefully, in a month. Oh, I'd love that, Bill. Thanks yeah. for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for, uh, for bringing to our attention this idea that our mindset is important. It, it's going to affect the way we deal with our relationships and it, their outcomes. Mm-hmm. And we can keep our minds fixed uh, biblically with what God teaches us in his word to keep in our mind what is right and pure and lovely and admirable, things that are excellent or praiseworthy. So... Praise God. Love that verse. I love it too. Thanks, Bill. Yep. All right. We'll take a little break when we come back. Um, Rosie, what? Uh, Rebecca Ree. Rebecca, Dr. Rebecca Ree, yeah, on She's, David and Goliath. Oh, so it was so good. It was It was really good. And I think I gave the spoiler alert on that. <laughs> I did. You did. On David and Goliath. Right. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, David won. <laughs> but but I still but you should still listen. Don't you absolutely listen. should still listen because yes. there's a lot between the okay. beginning and the spoiler. Okay, good. All right, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.